turning your scriptures this morning to Hebrews chapter 1. We're going to be looking over the next uh, few weeks into the book of Hebrews as we seek encouragement during times like this. Hebrews chapter 1, starting with verse 1. It says, Long ago at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. After making purifications for sin, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much superior to angels as the name he has inherited is more excellent than theirs. For to which of the angels did God ever say, You are my son, today I have begotten you. Or again, I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. And again, when he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Let all God's angels worship him. Of the angels, he says, he makes his angels winds and his ministers a flame, a fire. But of the Son, he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you remain. They will all wear out like a garment. Like a robe, you will roll them up. Like a garment, they will be changed. But you are the same, and your years will have no end. And to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? Our Heavenly Father, as we gathered this morning, Father, we stop during times like this to reflect upon your word. Lord, help us to be a people who truly seek after you. Help us to look to you, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, direct us during these times and, and help us to to glorify you in, in all that we do. Thank you for your word this morning. We ask God that you would speak to us. We love you. We praise you in your name. Amen.
Amen. You know, church, as we come together and we're looking at this passage of Scripture this morning, I, I just, in, in my study, I was going through Hebrews, and there's so much good stuff in there for, for us today. But I believe as, as we're going through this, we're going to be encouraged in the work of the gospel. And as a church, it's, it's good we have a, a fellowship of believers, but, but let us not forget our work. Let us not forget the work of the gospel never stops. And for us to do that in a way that glorifies God, we must focus upon Christ. We must focus upon Jesus himself. And, and the writer in Hebrews here uh, begins a, a letter to these folks to, to let them know what they need to be doing as far as ministry goes. And to begin that letter, it's written in such a way that he starts it out by talking about Jesus. Talking about who Christ is. It's almost as if he's reminding them to, to focus upon Jesus before I get into all this other stuff, all these other details. Let's, let's talk first about who Jesus is. And friends, this morning as we are listening to this, hearing these words, I pray that we are stopping during this crazy time and we are focusing upon who Christ is. And the writer here in Hebrews gives us this beautiful definition of who Jesus is. In times like this, no doubt, you're going to be hearing a lot of people come before you and they're going to be saying, the Lord told me this or the Lord showed me this. I have a new revelation for you today, church. That, that's, you're going to hear those, those statements. We've all been through rough times. We've been through, through times that seem, uh, you know, kind of like end times eras. And, and every time that I've been through anything like that, you know, like say, for instance, the Persian Gulf War, all these people came out with prophecy books. But this morning, I don't want us to focus on that. Because the truth of the matter is, is all we need is Jesus. We don't need a new prophecy from the Lord. If you don't hear anything else this morning, I, I hope that you hear this line right here. We are not in need of any new prophecies. We're not in need of any new revelations. Because we have Jesus. And so, as believers in, in Christ today, we must make it a priority in our lives to stop and to look to Christ. To stop and to look to Christ. Don't, if, if someone comes to you with a new prophecy, just shrug it off. You don't need a new prophecy. We, we have everything that we need in Jesus. When, when, when God spoke to people in the Old Testament, he used prophets. yes. But it's interesting to know that those prophets were pointing towards Jesus, towards the cross of Calvary. Those prophets were, were directing people to, to look up for their salvation because Jesus was to come. But when Jesus came, he fulfilled everything that those prophets were speaking of. And so today we don't need new prophecies. We don't need new revelations. We have Jesus. And so who is this Jesus? Some of you may be asking, and, and maybe some of you just need encouragement in your faith today to know who Jesus is. The writer here, that's how he kicks off this whole writing. He, he starts out by saying that Jesus is, and if you're keeping notes, write these down or 
underline it through this passage of Scripture here in verses 1 through 4. But the first thing that we read is that Jesus is the heir of all things. Jesus is the, the heir of all things. Everything has been given to him. And what that really means is that Jesus is preeminent. Jesus is over all. Everything that, that is in this world, he owns it. And when we talk about salvation, salvation comes through him and him alone. If you need a little bit of encouragement as to who we serve as Christians, never forget that Jesus is preeminent. Jesus is the heir of all things. It all belongs to him. All power, all glory, all things belong to Jesus Christ. So we hold our heads up today knowing that since Christ is all-powerful in those ways that we can trust him. We don't need a, a new prophet. We don't need a new book. All we need is Jesus. And all your friends need is Jesus. All this world needs is Jesus. And so Jesus is the heir of all things. The next thing that we read there is that Jesus is creator. If you, if you want to know who Jesus is, understand that he created all things. He was appointed that. And then through whom he also, it says, created the world. And, and the worlds, when you're, when you're looking at this this morning, church, I was looking into the Greek and the Greek word that we read there for worlds is ion, which is, uh, it's, it's where we get our English word eon, which means time. It's like this, this long amount of time. But when Jesus made the worlds, understand we're not just speaking about what we stand on, what we smell, what we taste, what we see. It's everything. Even history itself is a creation of Jesus. And so if you're needing encouragement today to know who Jesus is, he's the heir of all things. He's the creator of all things. The next thing that we read is that Jesus is the radiance. What does that mean? Well, understand that Jesus isn't just a prophet. And if you're getting uh, encouraged by prophets today in our modern world, understand that those are just men. Those are just people. Jesus is the very radiance of God. You know, we have never seen the farthest star in the galaxy. All we've seen of any star, any planet, is just reflections of light, radiance of light. And when it comes to Christ, he is the very radiance of who God is. He's, he's the very radiance of, of who God is, and so it, it's not... It's not just something that, that we look into and just know. But it's who God is. When you look at Jesus, he's that very radiance of God. He's, it's not just something that we can say, well, he's a, he's a prophet. But no, he is God. To be a radiant light coming from God, that means that you, that you are a part of, of that of that planet, so to speak. So Christ is a part of God. He is God. And today, you and I, we can celebrate that. Amen? We can celebrate that Jesus 
is God. He's the very radiance of God. And, and so we look to him, and it's not just this picture that Jesus is the light of the world. Is he the light of the world? Yes, but, but he is God. He is God. The next thing is that Jesus is salvation. Jesus is salvation. Now, before you glance over this and just kind of say, well, I know this one, because more than likely if I was to say, church, tell me who Jesus is to you. Somebody in the crowd, there's not a crowd here this morning, but someone in the crowd would say, Jesus is salvation. Don't miss this. In times like this, understand that salvation comes from him. Remember who he is. Salvation is something that Christ did. Christ made the the work of purification on the cross so that we might know him for our sins. You and I were hopeless. We were vagabonds. We had no, no future at all. Our only future was hell, but because Jesus came and died on the cross at Calvary and then rose again three days later, we have victory today in him. We have victory in Jesus So don't downplay who Jesus is this morning. He's the heir of all things. He's the creator of all things. He's the the very radiance of God. He's salvation. And the last thing that I want us to look at this morning is that Jesus is majestic. It says that Christ goes and and he intercedes for us today. He's sitting at the Father's right hand. He's there for us today. He's not just a prophet that's coming up with something because... He doesn't like the politics of the day. He's not just a prophet that's out there selling books or something like that. Jesus is supreme. Christ is the heir. Christ is the creator. Christ is the the revealer. He's the sustainer. He's the redeemer. He's the ruler. Christ is supreme. And so church, if we can glory in anything this morning, we can glory in the fact that Christ is supreme over all. He's what we need in times like this. We need a Savior. In times like this, we need Christ. And through him, we can find everything that we need. Today, are you, are you looking at Jesus the same way? I pray as we kind of look through this, and, and I'm just kind of I'm, I'm just throwing it out there at you, and hopefully you can come back and, and look at it later, read through these scriptures later, and just let it wash over you again. Be reminded maybe every day this week, read through this first part of, of Hebrews 1, and just understand who Christ is. That when you go about your day, that you say, you know what, Jesus, I don't understand everything, but I'm going to trust in you, because you are the heir of all things. You're the creator. You're the, you're the radiance of God. You're the salvation for man. And you are majestic over all. You are supreme. And so today we trust in you. Christ is supreme. But you know, as we're reading through this, verses 5 through 7, there's a, there's a definition. And I like that the rest of this passage of Scripture, the writer uses Scripture to define who Jesus is. He uses scriptures and psalms and, and, and prophecies to define who Jesus is. And so as we're looking through this, we, we see in, in, in verses uh, 5 through 7 that Jesus alone is worthy of worship. It's not denominations. It's not TV preachers. It's not televangelists. I guess, I guess that's what I am now. But the thing is, is that it's not these things that we worship. We worship Jesus alone. And in and, and this time in church history, uh, angelic worship was a, was a thing. 
They were going through rough times. And so people would look towards the mystic. They would, they would worship these, these angelic beings or they worship uh, people. You know, they were incorporating old religions into this newfound Christianity. And, and so there was a lot of correction that had to be done by, by the apostles. And they, they were writing to these folks and telling them, that all you need is Jesus. You don't need all this other stuff. And when you're reading this, I, I see this. Angelic worship must have been a thing because you know, he immediately goes into the fact that, you know, hey, Jesus is higher than the angels. And when did God ever say to an angel, you're my son? When did God ever say to an angel, I will be your father? When did God ever say to an angel anything of that nature? He never said it to the angels, but he said it to Jesus. And when did God ever command Jesus to worship the angels? You know, we know when Christ was born, the angels were commanded to go and to worship him. Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace, goodwill to men. We know that story. That's Christmas. But the thing is, is that angels are not created to be worshiped. Angels are a part of God's plan, but they're not created to be worshipped. And, and when it comes to men and women of God, uh, they're not created to be worshipped. They're created to bring glory to God. And none of us are higher than Jesus. None of us are. Even as glorious as an angel might be, even as talented as a as a preacher might be or a ministry as far-reaching as it might be nothing is bigger than jesus jesus is supreme and jesus alone is worthy of our worship jesus alone is worthy of our praise verses 8 through 14 we see where where, where god himself esteems jesus as god what do you mean daniel look at verse 8 verse 8 says but of the Son, he says, who says? But of the Son, God says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. If you ever have a doubt that Jesus is God, well, here's your verse. You need to, to see this. Actually, this passage, let's read through it again. But of the Son, God says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. The scepter of uprightness is the scepter of your kingdom. You have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. Jesus is beyond any other in history. Jesus is God. And in Christ alone, we worship today. Nothing else. And, and I like it there, just backtracking a little bit there in verse 7, you know, when he talks about the angels. That are, I don't want to downplay and say angels are not important. They are. They're a part of God's plan. I don't want to downplay ministers within the church. They are. They're a part of God's plan. But Jesus is the one that is worthy of worship. And he says there in verse 7, is he, he makes angels winds. And he makes his ministers a flame of fire. I love that picture because you, you see this, that the very fact that God, his work is propelled by himself. That the angels are sent. He makes them like a wind and, and the ministers, that wind is fed by that. That, that fire is fed, fed by the wind and, and you see this glory of God performed in the world. 
but no one is as big as Jesus. No one. No one is as big as Jesus. And so today we see that God is supreme. His Son is supreme. The work of the Holy Spirit is supreme. And so for the believer today, we are called to be proclaimers of this good news. We're called to go fully of our worship. Jesus is still supreme, and Jesus is still God. So cling to him today. Cling to him today. Verse 13, And to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand until I make you your enemies a footstool for your feet? None of them. God alone spoke to the Son because the Son is God. And my message today to you is not you're good enough and you're smart enough. Doggone it, people like you. That's not my sermon for you today. It's not what the Lord, I believe, wants us to hear today. What he wants us to hear is that Christ should reign supreme in our lives. So today my prayer for you is that as a believer in Jesus Christ, Christ is number one. That's going to affect everything. That's going to affect how you love people, how you, how you treat people. It's going to affect how you give, how you work. It's going to affect everything. When Christ is on the throne of your heart, everything changes. You become a new creature in Christ. But, but if, we, if we look at Christ in, in any other way, or we start to substitute Christ with, with worldly teachings or, or what people think or say, we're going to miss it every time. And so today, trust in Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. And if you do not know Jesus today, trust him. If you do not know him today, trust him with your heart. The Bible teaches us that if we'll believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. Jesus is supreme. May we be encouraged with these words today. Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, we love you for your words. Lord, this time that we have just to reflect on this this Sunday morning. Lord, we know that this too shall pass. Someday we will all be able to worship again together. But until then, encourage us in our spirits to know that Jesus is God and that he is supreme and that today we should worship him with our lives. Lord, would you use us in mighty ways Lord, continue to to work through your church until you come again. Lord, if there be anyone hearing these words today who does not know you, Father, would you speak to their heart? Today, may they ask you to be the king of their life. Your word teaches us that if we believe in our heart and we confess with our mouth that you are Lord, we will be saved. God, I pray that today someone out there at some place will give their life to you because of your word that was spoken today. Thank you for speaking to my heart. Jesus, be the king of our life.